probably the first thing I, I, I get our clients to work through in their minds before they walk into a meeting with someone is what does the preparation look like for one of these meetings to have certainty that you are worth the investment you want to charge. Okay, if you haven't sold yourself before you walk into that meeting and you don't believe in your capacity to make a positive impact on their business or their life, my friend, your your likelihood of, of that turning into a good deal for you is not very high. This is the Ideas Lab podcast, where you can learn from great creative and entrepreneurial minds how to turn your ideas into original businesses, books, and brands. Because in a crowded world, it pays to stand out. This is your host, John Williams, best-selling author and founder of the Ideas Lab London. If you love the creative process of making videos and you're wondering how you can turn that into a six or even seven-figure business, this podcast is for you. I met Paul Xavier two years ago in Bali and since then he's created a business that now turns over more than $3 million. And he has helped video creators and video production agencies to earn more than $27 million last year alone. So I wanted to ask him about the shifts in mindset he had to make to get a successful business going really quickly and the same kind of principles he applies with his clients and how video creators can escape starving artist syndrome and build a real lucrative business around what they love doing. Welcome, Paul. Thanks very much for making the time to speak with us. Wonderful to be here. We met a couple of years ago in Bali at Project Getaway, which was uh, good fun. That was um, this uh, amazing event people go on for a month to to launch their business. Back then, two years ago, had you already started what you run now, which is Next Level Creators? I had not started Next Level Creators. At that time, I was still running commercial campaigns for clients myself directly and doing the video production myself and running paid ads for them myself. And um, I had a, it was just me and one other person at that time. And uh, then it evolved from there. And I didn't start teaching until it, it was only a few short months after we got back from Bali that I started actually showing people how to do what I do. Wow. <laughs> that's impressive, actually, because that's that's not very long in between. And now, I mean, give us a, a picture of how big Next Level Creators is. You, you've got uh, you've got a sizable team, haven't you? Yeah, we do. Our team uh, currently we have uh, eight people on our team, and a number of them. Everyone has a, a little bit of a different specialization as far as the way our team is built out right now, and it's all based off of how we can deliver value to um, our clients, which are you know. Uh, freelance filmmakers, freelance creatives, freelance video producers, or video production agencies and companies that are doing larger scale projects that want to learn how to run paid ads and distribution for their clients um, so they can get video retainer clients and really start delivering a return on investment to their clients based on the videos they're producing. And uh, the company is, it's, it's, it's been a really fun windfall experience of momentum after momentum and um, results in different key areas and different things that we're doing. Um, but everyone on the team has a, a different specialization and they all give back to our community in terms of our clients. So uh, one of our members is like the master of sales and he helps our guys with sales and our gals with sales and how to do that. 
Another person is the expert in marketing, helping people learn how to get appointments with people, learning how to get uh, uh, you know opportunities with uh, friends and family, and then all the way to people who've never heard of them before and set up meetings and then get clients that way. Um, other people who specialize in different media channels and teaching others how to run those media channels uh, for paid ads. So company's grown and we're having lots of fun in the process, of course. And your wife is is on the team as well. She does mindset. So that's another person who is uh, really an expert and that's getting over uh, limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, which is a huge thing I know many of us creators struggle with. Um, I think it's intrinsic uh, for us to have this version of, I want to build this big business. I want to be a successful creator, but I'm not right now. So how can those two realities start to, how can I make that reality exist when right now it doesn't for me? And how do I start doing those things? So it's a difficult thing to break. And she really helps people through um, what it takes to get outside of your comfort zone and become the person who has that success you're looking for as a standard in their life. Right. That's interesting. I'm going to ask a bit more about that later because I think it is such a big factor for anybody starting a business, in fact. So if somebody's listened to this who loves making videos, has been doing this for a while, you know, really has some ability for doing this stuff, and they're currently a starving artist, what, you know, if they came on one of your courses or if you were advising them, what would you do with them that's different so they no longer have to eat baked beans and sleep on a friend's sofa and those kind of things that artists often end up doing? Well, first off, realize that uh, you're not alone, okay? I've been there before. I've, I've had mac and cheese for weeks in a row. Um, and what, you'll, what I often tell people is you have to recognize um, business is about an exchange of value, right? So um, we've created, uh, it's just a system. We call it the creator's operating system, which breaks down Uh, five key systems that you need to have in your business. And the first thing you need to really focus on if you're trying to make a living producing videos and you do have talent at it and you're good at it, is that the videos you're producing for you to get paid something that's worthwhile for you to live on and to do that on a consistent monthly basis. The value exchange for people paying you needs to be high enough to justify that investment. So, but you, so what do you mean by that, though? I mean, if you're making good videos already, what's the value exchange that, that's going to make it, that's, that's going to be different? Exactly. So think through the perspective of a, a lot of the guys that we work with, they're working with people in, you know, especially struggling artists. They're typically targeting small local businesses with very little capital and that don't know what they're doing and asking lots of money from them. And, and that doesn't well, go very well. Well, how does that yeah, exactly you're, you're, you're targeting a group of people that don't have the resources to afford you and that they don't really know how to use the videos to grow their business or to get what they want from them, whether it's an emotional experience or growth in some type in their business or a result of some type. So what I often do is I have people think through the, the value aspect of what they're doing and think, well, where are who is your target market really? Um, And I always recommend going to people who are more successful already, companies that are already doing well, that want to do better. Because those companies have resources. They know things about their market, about the messages that work, about how to grow their company because they've done that to get to a certain point. And now the beautiful thing is making videos 
it's the most powerful form of communication that exists today. There are more channels to distribute those videos on now than ever before in history. So how can you help this already successful person tell their story more in a more effective way and distribute it across all these new channels to get more clients and grow for them? So that way there's an ROI attached to that. Then the value equation essentially of what you're offering is no longer just a you're speaking, I'll charge $5,000 for a video to someone who doesn't have that in their bank account, to a company that has a lot of resources, is growing, has a lot of successful clients, and now you can help them get even more, or you can help them optimize things with video and create more value for them to where, hey, $1,000 a month, $2,000, $5,000 a month, it's really a no-brainer for the videos you're producing for us on an ongoing basis. So does that mean that then you you need to add some extra skills? Are you doing like Facebook ad management uh, or something like that? Uh, So that can be a part of the equation. So there's really two video retainer offers that we help people position for themselves. One of them is called content retainers. Now, a content retainer is you don't have to add any additional skill set because all you're doing is producing videos on an ongoing basis for a client where they're essentially nurturing an existing audience and growing it organically on different channels. So that means you're just producing, let's just say three to four videos per month that this particular client is going to take and distribute on Instagram and Facebook. You don't have to run paid ads for them. You don't have to master any of the crazy algorithm stuff or anything like that. And many of our video production clients start there with that offer They just figure out how it's going to relate to value in terms of nurturing those clients and monetizing them from that perspective or just growing them from an organics perspective. Then we move into commercial campaigns as a second offer, and that is running paid ads with your videos. And that would be like running Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Google paid advertisements to your videos to get people to convert into new clients. And that It's significantly more technical to do, but it also is far more leveraged. And the importance of that leverage for someone who's a freelance filmmaker or a video producer is time because you're no longer selling your time for money, shooting and producing and directing, um, but you get to leverage this machine that is Facebook or Google to constantly show your your videos to thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. while you're eating breakfast. Yeah. And so if you make this shift and, and you start working this way, can you still do creative work or are you kind of doomed to do very mundane corporate work? Or? Well, think about the landscape of today's industries and marketplaces. It's like when, when was the last time you sat down and just wanted to watch a commercial? <laughs> it doesn't happen. People don't like watching, you know, the quote unquote, boring commercials that exist today. They want something that's going to be the way we call them edutainment videos, something that's educational and entertaining. So that's where we kind of steer our filmmaking clients into this direction. And you can do that from any creative perspective you would want. We have clients who are having a lot of fun shooting documentary style commercials for people that they've never even heard of or thought of before. Um, Some people are doing basically demonstration commercials of, uh, uh, hey, do you want to see how this new 
water bottle why it's the best thing ever and they'll start out by showing the water bottle so showing someone drinking it like in the rainforest and then they'll have an animation that comes over and talks about the science behind why this water bottle keeps water cool and what happens so it's it's very interesting it's a demonstration of the actual thing in use from a different perspective from just the hey here's a, a pretty woman holding a water bottle right and and some narrator so it's a different aspect of it. It's very creative, and um, though there is a science to it for for certain. Yeah, and and that's a good point actually, because increasingly, um, advertising and and branding and marketing is not just about the product, but it's about the message behind the product. So Simon Sinek has said, you know, famously, people don't buy what you sell; they buy why you i don't know what it is why you they don't buy what you do they they buy why you do it and i think there's a certain amount of truth in that um in that people are drawn to brands that have a bigger meaning and often you can be very clever and 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 go hard on on your mission which is not even directly related to the product you're selling and people are so swept up in that mission but your brand is elevated as a result and patagonia is a, a nice example where they're talking about reuse and they're campaigning for the natural environment and they're even taking a political stance currently in America. Um, and in the process of doing that, you know, some people will alienate some people, but it'll also make those people who like them, like them even more and put them at top of mind. Absolutely. And most, most really powerful marketing is in some way, shape or form polarizing. Most very powerful people are in some way, shape, or form polarizing. Everyone, everyone loves the concept of Steve Jobs. Lots of people loved him. But then when you go and talk to a really technical engineer, those guys did not like him. No, they, they, they were fans of Wozniak, weren't they? Yeah. Exactly. So it's a, it's a matter of perspective, where you're coming from. And most great products and services uh, – in and of themselves, there, there could be a bit of a story there, but to, to find and shape a story that has a narrative to a certain target market that has certain emotions that are, you're pulling out of them or really resonating with, and then uh, in a sense pushing against another target market's belief system that isn't that, that's that polarization, and it, it creates trust. It creates a desire to have those types of products or services. So um, we have a, a, a very extensive training on messaging and how to use polarization the right way without without just offending everyone <laughs> oh that's good i like that okay something i was interested in is you taught you do teach people a bit about sales and a lot of creative people are really queasy about sales about selling somebody on something but you've got a kind of interesting take on that so if somebody's going to go into a meeting with a corporate client who has the potential to pay you good money um, and you want to make sure that they actually buy, assuming you know if it's a good fit. What's your advice on on a whole approach to that sales method, which is not going to make you feel too nauseous? Absolutely. And um, so we have a sales process. We call it Earn the Deal. And in and of itself, that title kind of explains where we're coming from when we walk into a sales meeting with someone, which is that. This deal doesn't exist until both of us earn it, you as the client and me as the seller. So buyer and seller, we both have something to earn here. Um, and as creators, I think this is one of the probably the first things I want everyone who's listening 
to make a mental shift in your mind is that no matter what, if this person hires you, they're gaining value by being next to you, by working with you, by engaging with you, and your time is valuable. So uh, probably the first thing I, I, I get our clients to work through in their minds before they walk into a meeting with someone is what does the preparation look like for one of these meetings to have certainty that you are worth the investment you want to charge? Okay, if you haven't sold yourself before you walk into that meeting and you don't believe in your capacity to make a positive impact on their business or their life, my friend, your, your likelihood of, of that turning into a good deal for you is not very high because, because that's going to elude, like they're going to pick right through you that you're not confident in what you're saying and you don't believe in yourself. And, and you make an interesting point there that the sales process has value in itself. Now, some people find this very strange, but I know that when I have a sales conversation with somebody and, uh, and I, you know, we're trying to evaluate whether they're a fit for whatever course it is I'm talking to them about, a huge amount of value is I give a huge amount of value because what we do is we're questioning, I'm questioning their situation. I'm getting clear on where they're going. I'm pointing out the things that they've missed. I'm pointing out the things that they're going to need to do. So even if they don't go ahead with the course and it's uh, perhaps they're not quite right for whatever it is we're talking about, they will go away with some clarity. And, And I can imagine that happening in a video sales conversation where just working, helping somebody to walk, um, talk through their needs and what they're going to create, even if you end up not choosing them as a client or they don't choose you or something, they're going to learn something. They will. And they're going to walk away with, there is an immense amount of value as an entrepreneur, as a human being, in certainty and clarity. Because many of us walk around throughout life and throughout the different scenarios and situations we're in with no certainty, which leads to feelings of anxiety or stress. And it's one of those things where like, I like to think of it as when I walk around on a day-to-day basis, if I don't check my bank account and I don't know how much is in there, every day that passes by, I have more anxiety about what my life is really like from a financial perspective which is why every day I check my bank account because I don't want that to happen. I want to have the certainty. Um, when we get people into a earn the deal conversation, uh, the essential uh, principle that we walk into that meeting with is I am not here to sell you, pitch you, convince you of anything in your life. You know what's best for your life. You have that within you as the buyer. My responsibility is to be a benevolent alpha in my field of advisory, which means I'm benevolent. I don't mind what you choose to do. Um, And I'm the alpha because I understand what my thing is and how it works. And if you try to tell me it doesn't work that way, I'm afraid, I'm I'm sorry, I have the proof that it does, right? So, So that's a little bit, so is that a little bit about retaining your status? So it's about holding your status and your knowledge and remembering that. Correct, which is... The the alpha component of benevolent alpha mindset, when you walk into a a meeting with someone, is the mindset of your problems as the buyer are your problems. They're not mine. And you you can't push them on me, right? You can't say, hey, I've tried Facebook ads and video and they don't work, right? I Listen, my friend, I'm sorry that it hasn't, your approach hasn't worked, but that's not my problem. I know how to get them to work. Right. And people always try to get you to justify your stance and all these these different things and make their problems yours in many cases. Um, 
But the benevolent alpha role is really this this persona that you get to become when you believe in yourself and you have sold yourself before you interact in, with the client. And now you have the ability to tell them no and diagnose what's actually happening in their life. And only if you can help make them an offer. Yeah, I like that. I like that benevolent alpha idea. That's, that's very cool. And um, one of your other rules that I saw you talking about was to think long-term when you're starting a business. Uh, what, do, what do you mean by that? It, it means many things. From the, the first perspective, I would say one of the most important things to think through is the most successful companies in the world, um, they, they create an audience of clients and they continuously um, create value for that audience and then in return for that value make an income. Right? They make ongoing cash from the exact same people because they're continuously increasing the value that they're delivering to those individuals. So when I ask someone to think long-term, it's in many cases with the video production agencies that we work with and the freelance video producers, it's think beyond producing one $20,000 video or one $500. I don't care where you're at in the spectrum. Think beyond that. Think, how does this video produce value for the client today? Um, is it so they can use it in their sales? Is it so they can automate something they're teaching their hospital employees, right? And then how can we do more of that value for this exact same client? So it's a no brainer for them to keep you on retainer from a content retainer perspective, or how can we leverage these videos you're producing with paid ads or distribution to make them produce value on an ongoing basis? So that way these, these select few clients pay you on an ongoing basis and want to pay you more because you're continuously adding value to their lives. Yeah. I think that's really key. I'm realizing more and more that is um, the key to business success is to think long-term. So it's not just about, you know, this sale, or this launch or whatever it might be, this particular, um, you know, whether I win or lose a particular sale or whatever it might be. It's, um, it, it's like the lo- over the long range, what, what is happening and are things climbing up or not? It's, it's quite a different focus. So I was interested, you mentioned mindset earlier. Did you go through your own process of changing your mindset? Because you've got this very successful business and you're helping other people to create. You've created, what's the, what's the total amount you've helped people to bill now? It's, it's in the tens of millions, isn't it? Yes, it's in tens. Um, so the last time we did it, we'd help people make 27, 27,600,000 in 2018 alone. Um, video producers and cinematographers and production companies. And of course, within that, um, for anyone who understands Pareto's law and 80-20, you know, the majority of that was made by the minority of people we work with. That's how the law of nature works. Um, so some of our clients made millions. Some of them made a million. Some of them made hundreds of thousands. And uh, many of them got their first client ever for uh, 5000 bucks a month. And they're ecstatic, which is Phenomenal. Really happy we've had it this way. Um, so uh, I'm sorry, what was the question beyond that? So um, in terms of mindset, what do you think's made the difference for you, but also for your clients? The mindset, um, I think the biggest one, again, I kind of mentioned it earlier, was imposter syndrome, is wanting to overcome the person you are today, your existing limiting beliefs, your existing belief about money. What does a lot of money mean to you? Is it 
Um, you know, for me at one point in my life, making $50,000 a year when I was a kid sounded insane. I was like, that would be the most amazing thing ever. Then once I got a job that paid that, I thought making six figures would be great. And I went out as an entrepreneur and I didn't make that, but then I finally did make it. And I thought making six figures meant driving around in a Ferrari, having a house, having, you know, kids and being able to pay for their orthodontist bills and all that, only to realize I was wrong. Um, it takes a lot more than that to do that. So it's about the mindset of understanding in reality, what, where do you really want to go? What is the mindset of the person who has those things as a standard? And how do you incrementally, in a sense, or exponentially, get yourself to be that person with that as, a, as your standard? What does that look like? Because that person lives a different lifestyle. They make different decisions. And they are doing different things on a daily basis than you are today because you have the results you have in your life. And that's what's producing what you have. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Do you have any tip of how we do that? Is this like a daily meditation thing? I mean, I know you include this as part of your training. Sure. I can walk through, I can walk through the high level, um, high level aspects of it. Uh, so one of the things that's first and foremost is most people don't know where they are. So until you know where you are, how can you go where you want to go? Right. So it's like finances. If you want to increase your finances, stop just saying, I want to make this much money. You have to look at how much money you have now and realize that the path to get where you want to go is not a, I'm here today, tomorrow I'm there. It's a long-term growth plan. And every single month, every single week, you will be building and building on where you are today to get where you want to go. Um, so from a mindset perspective, that means knowing what are your limiting beliefs? How do you think about yourself from a perspective of I'm an introverted versus an extroverted person? From the perspective of I'm good at math or I'm not good at math? From the perspective of I'm a healthy individual who eats healthy and works out to I never have any energy, I'm lethargic, and I eat cupcakes and watch movies at night, every night, the week. And so understanding where your mindset is at today for your standards of the different aspects of your life that you pay attention to. And when you define those things and define what causes you to believe that those things are okay, then we can look at them and say, here's where I want to go. What are the beliefs of that individual? That individual might think that having $15,000 in the bank is terrifying. That would be at, like some people that's like, Oh, I've, I've saved up a lot of money for other people. It's like, I'm dying. You know, like if someone cut my leg off and I'm about to fall over and bleed out because I'm out of cash. So you have to look at it and understand that the belief systems of these two people are different. The person who is okay with that probably yeah, not potentially they might be thinking, well, I don't need to take as good a care of my body because I don't need to perform at work as much, or I don't need to perform in my business as much because I'm doing okay. Whereas the person over here is thinking, how do I optimize my energy in the shortest amount of time possible? So I'm as efficient as possible with that part of my life where I feel good. I feel vitality and I can execute on the things that work with confidence in my physical and mental capabilities. So Again, it's like anything where you're somewhere and you want to get somewhere else. You have to analyze where you're currently at, put the plan in place, and then make the committed decision that you're going to change. And um, that's the that's that. Like, as Tony Robbins says, it's the power of a decision, right? Once the decision is made, the result has already happened. 
if you truly make the decision. All you have to do is execute and be flexible on how you get there. Right. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. So um, just to uh, for people who want to know more about um, Next Level Creators, what's the best thing for them to go and do? What's the website? Uh, it's my name. So mrpaulxavier.com. So M-R-P-A-U-L-X-A-V-I-E-R.com. And you can get some free trainings we have on our website. You can check out my blog and all that stuff. So there's some content on there that will help you through different things that you're looking to accomplish perhaps in your business as a video producer. Um, And if you have any questions or you wanted to reach out to me uh, personally, I would send support at mrpaulxavier.com an email. Um, My team typically answers them for you guys. If you need help with anything or want to book a free strategy call with someone on my team to see how we can help. Uh, But that's it really. Wow. No, that sounds, uh, that sounds great. That's been really interesting because I've always, I must say, uh, when people have said to me, you know, I want to make a living out of uh, doing video photography or something. Um, I do help clients do that sometimes when they're willing to choose a, a commercial niche and do something interesting. But I, I do sometimes think like, Oh wow, is this, this is gonna, This could be an uphill battle. So it's lovely that you've formalized, formularized this into a system that people can follow and end up actually doing quite interesting work while getting paid well for it. So um, thank you, Paul. I really appreciate you spending your time with us. It was wonderful to be here. So thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ideas Lab podcast. Please do subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could leave us a review. You can get links and details of everything mentioned in the podcast in the show notes, along with photos and video clips from many of our episodes. Just go to theideaslab.org forward slash podcast.